friends um it's been a minute and i figured i should just record something give you an update and what's been going on with me so i'm working on livewire v2 um that's my main thing right now and i want to talk about dusk um so let's talk about how livewire is currently tested and then i'll talk about why i'm switching to dusk for livewire testing internal livewire so like livewire the package so Currently, when I develop a feature, the backend test looks... So I usually have to write two tests. If it's a backend-only feature, which is pretty rare, then I can just write a PHP test and my life is happy. But if it's a full-stack feature, like take something like wire colon click, you know, that's a full-stack feature. There's an event listener in JavaScript listening for a click, and then it sends off a request to the backend. The backend processes that, so that's that's a backend test. So there's so I have to write front-end tests and back-end tests for those full-stack features, which is most things. So most things have two sets of tests, one in Jest for JavaScript and one in PHP or PHP unit for um, for PHP for the back-end. So uh, you can see the problem here already. The benefit to this is that they're fast, so the test run is very fast. I can run the entire test suite, you know, uh, it's not like I'm going and grabbing a snack while I'm waiting for the, the test suite. I run it and it runs. And the front end tests are also fast because they're in Jest and Jest runs tests in parallel and there's no real browser. It's using JS DOM, which is kind of like something that pretends to be a browser. So you get things like window.addEventListener and .click and stuff like that. So it gets you pretty far and it's great. So uh, so yeah, so first the tests are fast. I can run them both, you know, fairly quickly to make sure that everything's green, which is awesome. Second, if I get an error, I can see like the line of code where the error happened, you know? So if, if one of my Jest tests hits an error, because it's actually running the code directly, if there's an error in a Livewire JavaScript file, I get an error message with a line number, which is awesome. And same thing with PHP. If PHP unit throws an error, I get line numbers. I get a stack trace. I can pretty easily dive the error. Um, if I DD inside of a test in PHP, I get that output in my test. If I eval SciShell, I don't know if anybody knows about that. If I basically trigger artist and tinker from within a PHP test, it works, which is great. So those are the advantages. Also, it's deterministic. I generally, the Jest tests are a little less deterministic than the browser test because I actually have to do some timeout stuff. Like I have to, you know, like simulate typing into an input field and then waiting a number of seconds to see if a debounce worked or something like that. So yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but they're pretty deterministic. And what I mean by deterministic is I run it and I expect a consistent result. Um, so those are all the benefits of the current strategy of testing and they are huge. They're huge benefits. And that's why I generally test that way, but they have some extreme pitfalls. And in some ways, the pitfalls are also the, the pluses, the upside is the downside. Um, so yeah, so basically the pros of using something like dust, let's cover what dusk is really quick. It's like Cypress or selenium, or if you have any, any uh, experience with a full-on browser testing acceptance testing framework. When you write a Dusk test and you run that Dusk test, it's literally going to pull up a web browser and now you're puppeteering the web browser. You're telling puppeteering, puppeting, puppeteering. Yeah. 
um, you're controlling the web browser. You're saying, click on this button and assert that you see this result. And that's real stuff happening really in a browser, which is fantastic and extremely powerful. But it has all the trade-offs that I just mentioned. It's the tests are not nearly as deterministic. You can try, you can do things to make them better, but they're, it's because it's like, you know, and it's, it's like dealing with something theoretical and dealing with something physical. That's the way I think of it. And like in the physical world, I think of it like when I'm programming computers, it's theoretical, like it's logic, you know, it's, it's gonna work when I'm like working on a car, it's physical. So there's like rust and physics and friction and stupid stuff that's really hard to account for. And you get all these random behavior. One of the reasons that I like working on computers more than I like working on cars is that computers are just so much more deterministic. The physical stuff is abstracted away from me that, you know, people who design microchips have to deal with that, but I don't have to deal with that. I deal with a pure abstract place. Now, this is funny. This is a meta example because the physical thing I'm talking about, the browser is actually, you know, lives in the pure logical realm of programming, but I'll back out of the meta um, correlation. So we have a browser to me, that's physical. It's a browser where stuff breaks, stuff takes time, takes more time than whatever. It's just, you're dealing with this machinery that just is not deterministic. So it's often that you write a dusk test. It's passing locally. Uh, maybe it's failing every 10, 10th run, you know, and then you put it in production. When you have enough of these, the probability that a test run is going to fail increases linearly every single test you add. And then by the end of it, your, te- your dust tests like fail half the time because your tests mostly work, but every so often a timeout is wrong or something. You're doing waiting for an element and it never shows. So it's a hard life. That's, that's one con of dusk. Uh, let's go through another con. It's slow. It's a lot slower than PHP tests, like orders of magnitude slower. Again, because you're running it in, you're running something in real physical life. You have to spawn up a browser and click on stuff on a page. You're not executing stuff in a programming runtime that can execute one line after the other and never stop. You know, you're dealing with an actual um, browser runtime and then a separate testing runtime that's telling the browser what to do. So your tests are just a lot slower. And that's another huge con because you're slowing down the feedback loop in a big way, which means, um, you know, you're, you're not as likely to run your tests very often. And when you do, you end up getting distracted because you do other things and they, you become scared of them and they become a big burden to bear. Instead of helping you in your workflow and development, they start to hinder you. Um, so dust tests are a lot slower. What else with dust tests? I'm taking all the pros of the uh, normal testing strategy and converting, but we only have three minutes, so I got I to gotta hurry up here. Um, yeah, so what, what's the other, the other con? They're not deterministic. They're really slow. And... You're dealing with a completely, you're dealing with two runtimes. This is huge. This is absolutely huge. When you're writing a dusk test, you are writing code for the test runner. That's the PHP unit test. There's a PHP process that is PHP unit. And you're also writing your testing code in the browser that's running a separate PHP process. You know, like you have your test that says this arrow browse and then, or this arrow visit a URL, which then pulls up the browser. Now the browser is running your app, which is a separate PHP process. So they don't share memory. You can't communicate between them very well. You have to communicate them in manual ways, like by executing JavaScript 
or by hitting a route on the browser. You know, there's all these weird things you have to do. And that introduces a whole other thing. Two runtimes are harder than one. And that is actually one of the biggest points of confusion. That is the biggest struggle for anybody writing dust tests, I guarantee you, is weird things that they can't figure out because it's hard to keep track of which runtime the code is in. You change a, a config variable in your PHP unit test. And normally in your normal tests, the system under test, your Laravel app, will be affected by that. But in Dusk, it won't because you have to make sure that that the browser has that config and the test runner has that config. And so you have to deal with multiple ENV files and life gets very, very difficult. But so that's the big problem. The big problem is that you're dealing with two runtimes, right? So that's why the tests are slower. That's why they're not deterministic. And that's why uh, you deal with all those runtime confusion problems and you can't share environments and the test runner isn't in the other environment. So if you DD in your in a controller from a Dusk test, it doesn't DD in the, when you run Artisan Dusk or PHP unit, it doesn't DD there. It DDs in the browser that's open, which is super annoying, right? So all of these cons are because you're dealing with two separate runtimes, but that's the big pro. That's the huge pro. Here is the huge pro of writing a test that deals with two separate runtimes. Now, again, this is the, the pro is the con. You get to run a test that exercises the entire stack. You get to run a test that's actually real, that simulates a real human the best way that we can possibly simulate a human clicking. So you're never, ever going to get more confidence in your system than you are with a dust test. The next best thing you could do is pay uh, a monkey to sit there and and run through a script of things to do but even the monkey's gonna do worse than the the dusk test will so i am switching to dusk because now i want to be able to write oh i could talk more about this but we have like 10 seconds i want to be able to write tests that exercise the whole thing i can't this unit mocking thing is not working for me there's too many weird errors the browser compatibility we didn't even talk about that i can't write a unit test to test that something doesn't work in ie 11 I can't do it because JS DOM is not IE 11. Now I can. So there you go. I don't know. Well, t- maybe I'll record another episode. Uh, I don't know. But uh, thanks for listening and I'll see you later.